The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Standard Issue for All Women Hello, Jen here to tell you about this week's episode of The Sunday Chops. And this week I caught up with the queen of a chicken shop chat, Amelia de Moldenberg, who's been dominating content creation in the youth market for the best part of a decade now. She's just launched her own production company, Dims Inc., and indeed a new series for UK TV and Dave called Who Cares, in which she is vox-popping the nation to find out what we think about the big issues in society right now. We talked about what it's like to be the big dog of content creation, about breaking down barriers to production, about the enigma that is Big Nasty and Olivier Giroud's facial hair. So, you know... All the important subjects. I hope you enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoyed chatting to Amelia. I'm joined on Zoom by Amelia de Moldenberg, content creator and host of the new series Who Cares? Hello, Amelia. Hello, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I want to open with one of your own questions, if that's okay. And I would like to ask you, Amelia, who is your favourite billionaire? Wow, who is my favourite billionaire? I don't have a favourite billionaire because I think maybe it'd be better if there weren't any. <laughs> so I don't have a, I don't have a favourite. I think you'd have to be a sociopath not to choose Bill Gates if you were going to choose one. That's my personal opinion. Okay, not you, so you one. Choose Bill Gates. Is his wife now a billionaire? His his soon to be ex. I hope so. <laughs> With the settlement deal, will they will will she also be a billionaire? Because maybe then she'll be my favourite. I, I would like to hope that she'd be a billionaire too by the end of it. I, I, otherwise, I feel like crossed. something's gone wrong, hasn't it? Anyway, that is the question posed in your new series, Who Cares?, which is for UK TV and on the Dave YouTube channel. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. exactly that. That's a little taster of, of the kind of things people can expect can you tell us a little bit more about the series, please? Yeah, definitely. So the series is called Who Cares, as you said, and it's a Vox Pop series. So the format is me literally going around the streets with a microphone and I wouldn't say harassing, going towards the general public and asking them these kind of questions with their permission, of course, on a range of different subjects from billionaires to the housing crisis to fast fashion UK borders and asylum seekers, data privacy. This we got, we got it all really, um, all the hot topics. And each episode was filmed over a day. Yeah, and it's just meant to be like a slice of of the public's opinions, really, um, a glimpse into the British psyche on on a range of different subjects, all political, basically. Yeah, we live in a world at the moment where people repeatedly tell you, you know, how how divided we are. It's filmed in and around London, correct? 
four of the episodes are in London and then two, one, the fast fashion episodes in Leicester and the UK borders is in, on the South coast. So Margate in Dover as well. Um, so not all of them are in London, no, but yeah, the majority of them are. I mean, that's kind of like Farage country, isn't it? And also, I imagine an area where people do have opinions about immigration just because of the geography of it, right? Exactly. However, that episode was quite interesting because we found that we were just getting so many nice opinions about <laughs> asylum seekers. Um, and I was just like, really? I was like, it's a serious. Um, we need to get some balance here. And the and the negative opinions were found actually in London when we did half a day back in London. So, and I think that's a mixture of of actually the misconception um, that people do not like asylum seekers that the media puts out. And then also the fact that probably people that have a negative opinion on refugees don't want to be filmed. So um, I think it was like a bit of both. In every episode that we filmed, I was always sort of taken aback in some way by some kind of thinking that I had thought during the research. And I loved that about the episodes that I was proved wrong in many different ways because, yeah, it just makes it more interesting. You wouldn't want to just go out there and be like, aha, I knew it already. What's the point of even making the show? (laughs) In terms of them all being in most of them being in London like obviously that's a specific view of the of the country and of of things in general but it's also one of the most multicultural and diverse areas in the whole of the UK so I still think it stands in terms of of having a balanced view of of topics the the whole point of the show was to get the breadth and width of of opinions and that's something that we wanted from the get-go and also I was adamant about because it makes the show better um having something so one-sided is very easy to critique and it just doesn't really do the job of of you know providing some kind of genuine insight into an issue I think for me also as a viewer like I I generally turn off things when I feel like it's one narrative is is being pushed too too much it doesn't feel like it's intelligent enough so so yeah that was really important for us to to get the balance which we were able to do of course because with the vox pops which is what I love is like you never know what's going to come out of someone's mouth like you could really have your preconceived ideas of what someone's going to say by the way they dress or or the way they look or or anything their accent but then what what everyone always comes out with is you're always proved wrong why did you want to make this series? Like, where is it? Where's it come from? I've always been interested in politics and current affairs. I've always been political. My dad's a local councillor for the Labour Party in Queen's Park. And my mum's always been involved in, like, community organisation. So it's always been a part of my life. And I just never really had an outlet that I was confident with to express that part of my personality or, like, that part of my interest. Because Chicken Shop Date, the show that I'm known for, obviously, is completely different. It's a dating show with rappers and comedians and footballers. So um, I was yearning for, yeah, a format that allowed me to explore that part of, of my interests. And Vox Pops, I've always felt super confident at doing and found it a medium where it's not just about my opinions it's actually about everyone's other than mine's and I also think there's so much room for comedy in in Fox Pops and I'm such a fan of the format when other people do it because I just think you get such an authentic just comedy lines that just feel so natural and I often feel so inspired by real life instances rather than script well scripted comedy I love but there's nothing better than just an 
average person doing something hilarious by accident. <laughs> I do think it's interesting because, you know, as you say, it's it's quite varied. And, and you know, in, in the episode that I've seen the preview of, you do get some really interesting answers. You get some that are a bit daft and you get some that are like genuinely very thought provoking. And I wondered how involved were you in the editing process of it? Was it, you know, was it hard to kind of edit or was it all, mm-hmm. all killer, no filler or, you know, quite easy to yeah. decide so it's actually really interesting because this whole show is is made by my own production company called dim zinc which i actually kind of formalized to make this show so that's super exciting so i've, I've been involved in every aspect of the project from uh, coming up with the episode titles the research to obviously I'm in it <laughs> and then the edit as well and I wrote this with my sister Zoe and we wrote a very detailed episode structure before going out on the street building the narrative of what we actually want to say with these topics because obviously they're such big issues billionaires data privacy all of them you know they're huge so what we just needed to decide what we actually wanted to say and so then we built built the questions based on the story arc. And then once you get in the edit, as with kind of all documentary stuff, you've got a whole other mountain to climb um, in piecing everything together because the beauty of it and the hard part of it is you never know what people are going to say when you get out on, when you get out there. So yeah, the edit ha- was challenging, but I had a brilliant editor, Ben, who is so intelligent and, and funny and really added so much to the edit. But I love the edit. I, I edit. I'm in the edit for everything I do, really. Uh, chicken shop day, my cooking show, um, everything. I, uh, I was going to say maybe I'm a bit of a control freak, but I don't think I am. I just think I like. <laughs> I just think I like. I think I know what's good and what's not. So, so I was in the edit, but I enjoy it a lot. It's when you see something come together. Um, it's 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 brilliant. The sort of style of the show is it's quite it's quite kind of tongue in cheek, isn't it? And it's very of your style, but it does also feel you know there is definitely a very serious side to it. Are you sort of hoping to educate people, and 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 how do you think that your style kind of lends itself to that? Yeah, definitely. So I think everything that I do, I I try and be funny in some way. Um, I don't really tend to do things that are really sincere because I. I love bringing comedy to everything because I think it's a way to grab people's attention. It was meant to be more serious than anything I've done. And yes, as you said, educational. I hope it is educational. I learned so much from from researching each episode and I've thoroughly enjoyed every moment of it. And my audience, you know, they know me... yeah, very young and they know me from doing chicken shop day and I thought this is a, a most a really amazing opportunity to make content that I love that's educational and entertaining the pilot episode which was on the statue debate which came out last year mm. um, when the toppling of Edward Colston um, happened in Bristol I went out exactly the same format box people about uh, what they thought about statues and their significance and a friend of mine who's a teacher secondary school teacher said that she played the episode to her year 10 class in geography so I I found that that was really nice she said that because I never thought actually oh maybe they are educational for young people until she sort of said that and then since then I've kind of been thinking about it more that maybe they I hope that people could come away feeling a bit more informed but never in a patronizing way of course but we obviously have facts in there that Mm. maybe some people would have been aware of before yeah, absolutely. And I think, I don't know, I, I 
it's just like a personal preference for me I guess like it doesn't feel preachy in any way and I think I think that is an easy way to lose perhaps a friendly audience yeah I think the balance thing like that's what I was so so focused on was like Mm. just making sure it seemed balanced so that I think it doesn't then come across as like you're preaching because you know we've got enough people preaching (laughs) um in the media so I really did not want to add to that I wanted to make something that you know was interesting so when I referred to your style before obviously you've you've mentioned some of the other stuff you've done I guess the one that you are most known for or the thing that propelled you into the the public eye I guess is chicken shop dates right which is very funny and I have watched a number of episodes how on earth did you come up with the idea for chicken shop dates yeah I know it's just kind of random isn't it um, <laughs> so the idea started because um, I used to go to a youth club when I was in sixth form college where the purpose of the youth club was we made a magazine so it was like a youth run publication everyone there was under 21 and everyone there was also into UK rap and, and grime mm. and I wasn't I was into oh, were you not? <laughs> no well no not when I was 16 I, yeah. I, when I was 16 I was into like indie music like Kate Nash and stuff like that and then and then I quickly became interested in rap music when I started going to this club and so that's why I came up with the idea to interview rappers because everyone there was that's all that everyone was talking about and I became super interested in it as, as well so then I thought why not do something a bit different everyone at the magazine was really creative like we were just thinking of like out of the box ideas because we didn't we were just making this on our own we didn't have anyone telling us no so I thought why don't we do an interview that's a date I also wanted to go on a date I've never been on a date so um, <laughs> uh, so yeah and then somebody said we we know ne- we can't remember who <laughs> said why don't you go on a date where you would never go on a date to make it funnier and then that's how a chicken shop came about so it was just to add that comedy element um that awkwardness and then uh yeah it was a column in the magazine so I'd go meet this whoever a friend of a friend who was releasing a mixtape <laughs> and meet them in the chicken shop do write up the interview and it would come out in the magazine then when I was doing my first year at uni, I went to Central St. Martins and studied fashion journalism. Uh, I thought, okay, I really want to film these because they're actually really funny in real life. And all I get is a photo. And obviously the, the article is good, but I thought it could be great as a, as a filmed piece. I was a runner on a music video and I met a camera operator, which was the only thing holding me back because I had no idea who could film it. So I finally met someone and then, yeah, we made, did the first episode nearly eight eight years ago with Getz, the rapper Getz, who's still making incredible music. So, so yeah, that's how it came about. And I was just making them sporadically like twice a year during uni. And then once I left uni, it was sort of became more popular and then it became more frequent. Now I do them about once a month. Who's your favourite date been with? This is really hard because I love all of them. I'm not just saying that, but I generally wouldn't put an episode out if I didn't like it. And I, luckily, because it's my channel, I have the creative control to do that. But um, Daniel Cleo was a big one for me because I'm such a big fan of him. He would, you know, it was the first actor I'd had on the show and he... 
oh, he'd just been in Get Out and Black Panther and he's just so naturally funny and oh, I just, I'm a bit in love with him. So that was an amazing, amazing one. The Dave episode, I love that. Um, he doesn't do any interviews. Yeah. So again, an amazing one to get. AJ Tracy, he's a fan favorite, a lot of chemistry there. If I do so simple <laughs> myself. Big Nasty, oh, I'd wanted to get Big Nasty on for ages because he's so charismatic. And I think I tried for about three years, finally got him on. So when I've been trying to get someone for ages, trying to get bag a date with them, those ones I love because it, it really feels like, you know, I've achieved something. Is it easier now? Do you, do you have people come to you because it has been so successful and it's, you know, a viable means of promotion for them now, right? Yeah, definitely. Have people putting themselves forward. Um, I'm very picky, like many people are, with who they date. So um, <laughs> so I don't say yes to everyone because you can't, you know, I'm a busy, busy girl a busy girl so but yeah we, we have people coming forward now because yeah chicken shop day gets gets millions of views which i'm so grateful for and we've got such great fam amazing fan base so yeah it's a great opportunity for artists to come on which was always the ambition of the show like i'm so inspired by the american talk shows and also pop world was a huge inspiration to me growing up and to chicken shop day yeah, I've always wanted it to be the, you know, a destination for publicists, for management to think we're putting out a record. We need to be on Chicken Shop Day or we're launching a film. We need to have that interview because I feel like it's so brilliant at get showcasing a side of an artist or a talent's personality that you wouldn't normally see. So I think that, yeah, I hope that that's why people come on. And I think that's why it's, you know, carrying on to be watched. You mentioned before that you've started your own production company, Dims Inc. And, you know, you've got a lot of fingers in a lot of different pies. I saw a video um, when I was, sort of, you know, researching this um, on your Instagram account for a pro-direct soccer feature, Fake News. And you're chatting to Olivier Giroud, uh, France and Chelsea forward. And it's very funny I indeed. I, I enjoyed it very much. First of all, I wanted to ask you, um, since you've met him, and I, ha I feel compelled to ask you this. Do you think that is his natural beard colour? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I've thought about it um, a lot. What, and you don't think it is? No. I, no. <laughs> um, what colour do you think it is? Do you think it's more of like a, a light, a blonde, <laughs> a light, a grey? Well, no, I, would, I, would I would suggest that you do a little bit of Googling of Giroud over the years. Google image search <laughs> to see, see the progression. But what I'm going to oh, say is that I think goodness. that that is a very hard line. Wow. I, it doesn't fool me, Giroud. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I wish I'd have Google imaged him a bit more before because I should have brought that up in the interview. Um, well, but if you yeah, ever get he... another chance, don't worry. I know. I need to i meet him again. But yeah, I'm doing a series of ProDirect, which is a football um, brand. They like sell football kits and they have an amazing YouTube channel as well, which, and they put loads of great content with footballers on. So yeah, I'm super excited to be doing this series, especially during the Euros when it just feels like it's like football fever and, you know, you know, never say no to, to interviewing footballer <laughs> meeting Giroud, you know, it wasn't a bad day out. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm, I love that series. And yeah, again, it's that series is all about showing a different side to maybe what people can perceive footballers as being quite rigid, media trained, not that 
funny so I'm you know I'm I'm doing everyone a, a service here and showing that they have a great personality too. I was quite charmed by him actually and his reaction to uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone because I think you should all go and uh, check out Amelia's Instagram and, and have a look at it because it is it is very funny but I was quite charmed by him which is not something I ever expected to say about Olivia Giroud so um, yeah he's yeah I I was too like and it's quite shocking like his reactions it was it was quite brilliant as an interviewer like when the interview was happening you know you're probably the same you're like making notes in your head like we're not going to use this we're going to use this that's not interesting and I was like yes everything is gold it was it's great you know content creation in general because that is what you do I was going to say in my day uh like content creation is kind of like a new-ish sort of concept in a way because before you were you know you were you were a writer or maybe you made videos or maybe you did this or maybe you did that but content creator kind of means something a bit different a bit kind of more modern and I wondered if obviously that's something that the internet basically has has enabled and and that creativity that we see now is is kind of down to that and I wondered if you had any thoughts about the way that the sort of removal of gatekeepers really has kind of impacted on like content creation and and if it makes it easier for people or to get noticed I guess or or put their stuff out there or if it's actually harder because there is so much stuff now exactly well that's what I was thinking when you were saying like about content creation and how it's different and modern because I think the difference is you know before and still obviously television you know you're bound to these gatekeepers views of what something should look like and also even down to like the timings you know you you're bound to a 30 minutes or an hour and you have to fill it and uh, things have to be very structured in that way whereas content creation I guess you you have the freedom to make whatever you want at any length um say within reason whatever you want and create your own audience specifically putting out content that you are making rather than you know so broad and I love that (laughs) and I don't think that I would be where I am today without YouTube and without you know even now Instagram is a huge video sharing platform and especially as a young woman I think that often you could be manipulated or pushed in different directions by other people who you you have an idea of something and it quickly turns into something very different when a lot of other people have their say and I think that's what happens with traditional broadcast a lot of the time and with with other media where I'm not or one is not the creative lead on it and so I'm really grateful to have that freedom and I don't think that Chicken Shop Day or Who Cares or any of the content I put out would be the same or or be successful because I think yeah it would have it would just change or not even be made <laughs> I was um I'm all before I started Chicken Shop Day I pitched it to many traditional broadcasters and they all said no and I think the character that I do play in everything I do is um the tone um, I'm awkward. I'm I'm potentially the antithesis of a of of a bubbly female presenter, and that's what I do on purpose because that's who I am. But I've exaggerated it, and I think that that's maybe a reason why I wouldn't be commissioned as much, and still do find it quite challenging to get onto like linear television. Um, but it's just a pro. It's just I'm still in that process. But yeah, content creation is is amazing and I think it's given so many people opportunities who would not have had it and we're seeing such a variety of interesting funny content from all different points of views on all these different platforms so yeah the gatekeepers 
the gatekeepers are disintegrating I think <laughs> maybe yeah. becoming less important aren't they I mean you know you think about stuff like like Issa Rae started mm. off on YouTube so yeah it can be done can't it you know you're you're in a sort of position of power now really having gone from the situation of not necessarily being taken that seriously or or not being you know what I guess mainstream kind of media outlets were necessarily looking for that must feel pretty good you're what 20 27 27 yeah no I feel really good at the moment I think since like even just this year 2021 like I feel like things have changed a bit and I think that um, Chicken Shop Date's popularity is probably like the biggest it's ever been so I think that's got a lot to do to do with it for in terms of other opportunities coming my way and to be commissioned by UK TV and Day that's my first commission with my own production company like that was an amazing achievement and I hope that that's sets a precedent for like going forward with other ideas I have and then my ambitions for the production company is to be making making things with other people in in you know ideas that are not with me involved for, for other talent other young talent so so yeah um, I feel I feel good and I am very grateful and I hope that things continue because I do so love meeting so many different types of people that I interview and at the end of the day like everything I do is meant to be funny so I enjoy I enjoy being funny <laughs> making people laugh <laughs> and and we enjoy laughing so thank you very much I think chicken shop dates is is great and I've really enjoyed the episode of who cares that I've seen oh thanks that means a lot I'm, I'm nervous for, for it to come out well not nervous but you know it's it's different and it's 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 a big topic so yeah I, I hope people enjoy them and find them yeah come away maybe thinking a bit differently so Amelia who cares started on Friday the 18th and I presume the episodes will all be available at some point for people to watch on Dave's YouTube channel exactly once a week every Friday on Dave's YouTube channel Excellent. And where can we find you on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, I, I draw the line at TikTok. I'm I'm 38. I'm too old for that. So, oh, you've um... got to get involved. I'm on TikTok, <laughs> shimmying away, um, doing terrible dance moves. Uh, my handle on everything is at Amelia Dims with a Z. Brilliant. Amelia, thank you so much for chatting to me. Thank you. I've had a great chat with you. Thank you. Standard issue for all women.